listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golson. It is Monday, November 4th. Mm, oh, I, you have nothing. I, we went to the symphony. <laughs> yeah, hey. happy birthday, Mr. Golseth. It was well, super fun. Birthday trip to the symphony. It is Mental Health Monday. We'll check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman here for Mental Health Monday in just a moment. And coming up in the second half, we had a chance to check in with our friend Cheryl Swope, author mm-hmm. and educator, uh, author of uh, Classical or Simply Classical, A Beautiful mm-hmm. Education for Any Child, um, update, uh, second edition of the book. So we'll check in with her. Uh, we had a chance to sit down with her last week and record that. So we'll share that with you in the second half. And super excited. Coming up Thursday this week, uh-huh. coffee coming to the coffee hour. I'm so excited. Sacred Grounds <laughs> Coffee Truck here in St. Louis. Uh, well, we're excited to share the story with you on Thursday. You'll learn more about it. But you, uh, we actually get to hang out with a coffee truck here at the International Center mm-hmm. on Thursday for the entire coffee hour, which is pretty exciting. And uh, We might just hang out there all day, actually. <laughs> well, they're only here until like, till the end of the coffee hour. Oh, that's so you got to get here early. <laughs> got to get here early because they're going to be here nice and early in the morning, like 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And Appropriate coffee morning. drinking time exactly. for most people. Exactly. Thanks to Concordia <laughs> University, Wisconsin, for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, licensed clinical social worker, and our, uh, our regular guest here on Mondays for Mental Health Mondays. Good morning, mm-hmm. Heidi. Good morning. So today we're talking about the spectrum of emotions. Um, do you categorize emotions like spectrum implies that there's like some sort of category or organization or arrangement or I don't know what's another yeah 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 I think it's hard because it's all semantics you know one thing I'm intensely aware of when we're talking about these kind of topics especially is that like we just make up words and hope they fit (laughs) and like you know I like to do that in general but like someone at some place in time decided in the English language for instance that sadness was a thing and so one special episode we have on Mental Health Mondays on the YouTube channel for emotions which I think we'll get to is um, you know different cultures and their different words words they have for different emotions that we don't even have words for in our English language. Mm -hmm. And that fascinates me to no end because it really freed up the idea for me that like, (laughs) I encourage like my children that I do therapy with in particular, like you can make up a word. Like it doesn't have to be um, in the categories that someone has set for you. Um, And I think in the scriptures, when it speaks about the Holy Spirit interceding with groans that words can't express, that verse really comes to mind. You know, the Holy Spirit groans for us. um, And that looks different for a lot of people. And so I think we can understand it in that context. The same can happen for our joy. Think about when we're just so ecstatic about God's goodness or standing in awe Uh, and have that real strong sense of joy in the spirit, I'm not sure our word, you know, capital J-O-Y, really fits that, you know, in our modern context. I feel like we need a new word. And so we're kind of free to do that. I know that also the reason we give them distinct names is because we do need emotional granularity, we call it. We need to have a vocabulary of emotions so that we can express how we're feeling. If we identify something and have no word for it, that can be really disconcerting, you know, especially since emotions are relational. We experience them in relationships with other people. And so we need to be able to um, cognitively understand them for ourselves, but then also express them to the people around us so that we can, you know, do this life together. 
Mm-hmm. You're talking about, oh, I'll go down a rabbit hole if we talk about cultures and emotions, but things like schadenfreude, we, we bring those words from other languages and other cultures into our English language because they just, they describe uh, certain feelings better mm-hmm. than what our English, our vast English language can even do. So, but that's, a, that's, yeah, that's if you have a good command. We will have language. to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll have to make sure we do that episode because I have like a whole list and oh, it yes. sounds like you guys do too. That and would it's be really just fun. such a great thing <laughs> that we are not limited to our own cultural context, but God connects us to all people in all places and spaces, you know, and we can learn from each other. It's mm-hmm. such a glorious thing. And so back to Andy's like real question of categorizing <laughs> emotions, um, the I like to think of it in a spectrum um, because it helps us to understand um, it's not like one large spectrum with emotions on it, the way that I contextualize it, but instead like one spectrum would be kind of content, happy to joyful. You know, you can hear kind of the escalation of that emotion um, and we experience it somewhere on that spectrum. And, you know, I, I am going to be like really honest, like I have done research on this, but also, I mean, it's not my doctoral, you know, dissertation. And so there are a lot of experts that would probably contextualize it a different way. Um, but I, I think that this is helpful for us to understand then like anxious and fear and terrified are on the same spectrum, but that doesn't mean that they are only on that spectrum, that you don't experience anxiety outside of that, because sometimes you experience anxiety even with joy. Does that make sense? Like they mm-hmm. overlap, um, but it does help us to understand that there is what we call emotional arousal. Like there's an intensity to it, um, but it belongs kind of in um, its own kind of its its own place, its own region, so that we can know, you know, what we're experiencing and what to do about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I see it in my head as a bunch of like Venn diagrams of just mm-hmm. lots of, lots of yes. different spectrums overlapping each other in different ways, in different contexts and, and things. Mm-hmm. I think that's how my brain is organizing it anyway. No, that's awesome. That's exceptional. And we're going to do a lot of work on the, on HeidiGaiman.com for like, um, emotional playlists, like music playlists that mm. might be helpful for different emotional contexts and things like that. And with that, it's, it's not an exact science, you know, somebody would probably put a different song on their anger playlist than I would. Uh, but you I have think an anger doing playlist? that, I do have an anger playlist. Need, it's actually really helpful for my clients. I think, um, we need to like, you know, you guys are my people like who understand <laughs> music's connection to our soul um, and our ability to kind of sit in that emotion and maybe dial into it a little bit without letting it lead, without letting it kind of take control of our lives. Um, that's a really healthy place to be. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, intensity of emotion. Is is that a significant thing uh, to to understand or, or to, to think about? I think it is helpful for us to understand the intensity so that it doesn't just like uh, bubble up and then, you know, whiplash someone. (laughs) Because if we think we're at a, you know, three on the zero to 10 scale of our experience with anxiety, um, but we're really probably nearing a nine or so, that's going to come out in one way or another and really impact us and our relationships. And it also impacts our impulsivity, which is really important when we talk about really difficult mental health issues like suicide or, um, you know, when when is anger anger and an emotion that we're just expressing and when is it sin? You know, those Mm -hmm. kind of things that are more complicated than, you know, we have time for in this 15 minute segment. Mm -hmm. And so, 
yeah, I think we need to be aware of the intensity. And um, usually people feel it somewhere in their body. You know, we are not just spirits. We are physical. Like that is one reason we argue with Gnostic thought is because we believe that God creates body and soul. And so those two things are connected um, to our spirits, our hearts, our minds, all of it. And so we experience it somewhere in our body. So, you know, what does anxiety feel like for you? And then kind of dialing into what is the intensity of that? Where am I at on a zero to 10 scale? Again, this is not therapy. Please see a local mental health therapist, (laughs) um, you know, for those kind of questions, if you're struggling with that. But it's just a little clue that we we even experience um, contentment. What does that feel like for you physically? Um, especially if that's something you're working on. If you're working toward a practice of like, oh, I would like to experience contentment more often and be more aware of contentment than knowing where you feel it in your body, knowing what that looks and feels like for you internally and externally. That's going to help you practice it more regularly. Mm-hmm. I would say that well, speaking for myself, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but I probably know physically what the extreme emotions feel like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I, and, and I don't know, it's probably true for others as well that, you know, when I'm angry, I have a good sense of what that feels like in my body or when I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that one quite well. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But contentment, I'm not really sure I'm aware of what that feels like hmm, right. in my right. throughout my body. Mm-hmm. Like I you know, yeah. I have an idea what that what I might be thinking when I'm content. But mm-hmm. now okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, All right. Kind of consider that. And and that like think about emotional vocabulary, which in the next mental health Mondays here on KFUO, we're gonna break down some of those spectrums a little bit to look deeper. And so we'll talk about that more. You know, this particular spectrum of emotions, you know, how am I experiencing that? What kinds of things do we see? I would say that in Lutheranism in particular, we tend to answer the questions with think and do rather than feel. Mm -hmm. And so we're not looking at what we do with our emotions. Um, And you can probably answer that easier than anything else. And Andy, that's one reason what you're saying is we know the higher level of it, because that's when we start doing things with our emotions is when we get to the higher intensity or the higher arousal of it. Um, and so we want to, again, come back. If we can start to identify it when it's like a one to three instead of a nine, then we're more in touch with what I am feeling so that I'm not doing stuff I don't want to, that that's not stuff I believe in is good for me or other people. That's a really powerful thing. But it does take a little work and a little time with your emotions, which can be really uncomfortable for us. Hmm. I feel a lot smarter right now. That was that was wise. <laughs> I love it when we can drop some knowledge bombs on Mental Health Monday. It's very exciting. And you know, it always comes back to what God does for us. Like he gives these emotions to us as a gift. Can you imagine living in a broken world without the ability to cry? You know, can you imagine living in God's greatness without the ability to have joy? in that. Can you imagine living without the peace that passes all understanding? Like these are gifts from God. And everyone, like don't misunderstand that 
everyone's emotional intensity is the same. Like what feels like a, a three to one person might feel like a 10 to someone else. Like it's not about there's a right or wrong way to feel. It's about what is going on? How did God create my body in order to express and understand the world around me coupled with his word, you know, bringing those things together and the people of God to help work through all of that. Mm-hmm. Especially if those, you know, some of those emotions are ones that I'm uncomfortable dealing with mm-hmm. and it might feel even stronger. Got it. All right. Uh, well, well, more Mental Health Monday next Monday as well. Thanks so much, Heidi. Always good to chat with you. Thanks. Coming up in just a little bit, we had a chance to check in with Cheryl Swope. Stick around.